Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I am your host, Rob Kelly, and this is my continuing obsession with the DC series first issue special uh, that we are going to focus on, issue uh, number seven, which is featuring the Creeper. And joining me on this uh, venture is our old pal, Ange. Ange, thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me. Uh, Anytime I can talk about the Creeper, I am more than happy to do so. (laughs) You don't find a lot of people that can say that, so this is the perfect... (laughs) Andrew's the perfect guest host to talk about the Creeper. I said who starred in First Issue Special Number Seven, and as everyone knows of the show, I am just weirdly obsessed with the series, and I've been knocking off uh, uh, commentaries on each issue of the series as we go on. I'm eventually going to do them all, all thirteen. So this is going to be devoted to uh, Number Seven, featuring the Creeper by Steve Ditko and Mike Fleischer. But first, we need to thank our sponsor, which is of course Instock Trades. This episode of the Fire and Water Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, other collected editions, all for up to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Ange, what do you got? Uh, so for this episode, I picked The Secret Society of Supervillains Trade Paperback Volume 1. Uh, the description is Sinestro, Gorilla Grodd, Captain Cold, and other villains star in Tales of Evil from Secret Society of Supervillains 1 through 10 and The Amazing World of DC Comics number 11. Uh, I chose this uh, trade paperback because it includes issue 9, which was my first introduction to the character of the Creeper ever. Um, the writers on this include uh, Jerry Conway, David Anthony Kraft, who I know best from the original She-Hulk run, and Bob Ruzakis, with art by Pablo Marcos, Rich Buckler, and I was amazed to see Dick Ayers, um, <laughs> who I don't think did too much work for DC. No, no. Um, this is uh, 208 pages that originally is priced as nineteen ninety nine, but at in-stock trades you'll save 45% and it'll uh, only cost you ten ninety nine. And this is just pure Bronze Age fun with Gorilla Grodd, the uh, second Star Sapphire, all battling Captain Comet and a variety of other heroes. <laughs> Great pick. That was a supremely goofy series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my pick is The Creeper by Steve Ditko. 
this is a hardcore, hard, hardcore, hardcover collection of Creeper stories by the man, by the character's creator. Uh, reprint stories from Showcase number 73, which is the Creeper's first appearance. Beware the Creeper 1 through 6. This first issue special, which we're going to be talking about, plus short stories from World's Finest, numbers 249 through 255. Writers are Steve Ditko, Don Siegel, Denny O'Neill, Michael Fleischer, and the art is by Steve Ditko and others. Features a really, really great cover from Showcase 73, kind of recolored. And it has an introduction by 30 Days of Night author Steve Niles. Uh, page count is 256. Normal price thirty nine ninety nine. In stock trades price twenty one ninety nine. That is forty five percent off. So you, if you love the creeper like we do, uh, pick up these books. They're a lot of fun. For these and all your other trade paperback needs, visit InStockTrades.com, and we thank them for their support. So, as we said, we are going to be talking about first issue special number seven, the creeper. Uh, this is one of the more you know relatively unusual issues in that uh, this was not a new character. This is an established character that DC was trying to give another chance at solo star status. Uh, most of you know that first issue special was devoted to new characters like the awesome Lady Cop and uh, the Dingbats of Danger Street and Green Team and some other kind of uh, never wases. But the creeper. You know, was uh, was making actually regular appearances in the DCU, but here he was getting his own solo feature again, drawn by Steve Ditko, his creator, and written by Michael Fleischer. The story is called Menace of the Human Firefly, and uh, the uh, story goes as thus. Um, Jack Ryder is doing a TV special on prison reform, so he's taking a tour of Gotham Penitentiary, which is sort of a halfway house to Arkham Asylum. Scarecrow is there, as is Two-Face. As the warden takes Ryder around, he notices a harmless-looking man named Garfield Linz, a.k.a. the Firefly. Unbeknownst to the warden, Linz has stolen some lenses and lighting filaments from the annual prison play (laughs) and harnesses them into a device that turns moonlight into a laser beam. He escapes his cell. The warden tells Ryder to hide. Of course, Ryder does no such thing, and he turns into the Creeper. The Creeper gets the drop on Linz, only to be blasted by the laser and left for dead as Linz grabs a boat and takes off. The Warden assumes the Creeper is in on the plot and tries to apprehend him, but no luck. He goes back to being Ryder, while Linz makes his way to a lighthouse where he will zoom, resume his reign of terror as the Firefly. He searches for his costume, quote, as awe-inspiring as it ever was, as he says, and dons it, and dons it once again. The Firefly then goes searching for henchmen, dematerializing one of them who mouths off to him. Back at the TV station, Ryder's boss makes him go on TV and suggests the Creeper is loose and is dangerous. Later on, the Creeper sees a building on fire but notices something odd. While he sees flames, he can feel no heat. This is, of course, the Firefly's doing, making people see an illusion, keeping them away from a diamond exchange while they rob it. The Firefly knocks the Creeper off the building who lands on the ground with a thud. The Firefly escapes again, and the Creeper is arrested. The Creeper escapes once again, finds Firefly's lighthouse, and defeats Firefly and his thugs. Using a piece of glass back at the Firefly, he plummets off the lighthouse to his death. The book ends with the Creeper emitting a chilling laugh. The end. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, are, are you with me on this one, Ange, that, that this is Michael Fleischer having a laugh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, this whole issue is pretty ridiculous uh, in how it is pulled off. And and I don't even think, you know, uh, I call myself a Creeper fan. And yet when people tell me what's your favorite story, I'm like, I don't know if I have one. Um, and, uh, and this one is pretty low on the list, I have to admit, because the Creeper's uh, – He's kind of like beaten up more than he's victorious throughout this whole episode right. from this doofus, the Firefly. <laughs> the Firefly. So, so it's it's just hard uh, for me to uh, swallow. 
Yeah, I mean, when I when I read this the first time, when I bought all these issues, and and that line jumped out at me of the Firefly, where he's like, his costume is as awe inspiring as it ever was. I said, okay, this is this is Fleischer. He's having this is a joke. This is yeah. clearly the Firefly is not at all menacing, and yet you know, like he kills the guy pretty arbitrarily for mouthing off to him. So that's kind of a Jokerish, Jokerish kind of thing to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, right before he says that line about the awe-inspiring costume, he he says this line that says, you know, so I became the Firefly. For centuries, that tiny creature has baffled science with its lighting effects, and now I am free again to baffle the world with mine. <laughs> and I'm like, really? The, a Firefly? It's just it's just kind of off. And you're exactly right when he, um, he basically evaporates that bad guy. And what I think is funny is that the next panel, these two other guys, instead of being threatened, are like, you know, this character maybe looks a little weird, but he's got some heavy gimmicks going for him. And the other guy <laughs> is like, yeah, they'll pay off for us. I'll join up. And it's like, he looks like a Teletubby or something. <laughs> so, or, or like a character on Sesame Street. And so it's just hard to take him seriously. Uh, you know, he shoots his effects from his belt, which is also weird. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of more silly than it is chilling. But, I mean, it's it's well done. I mean, the art is that is by Steve Ditko and inks by Mike Royer, which make for a really nice team. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I, they, it's he kind of smooths Ditko out a little, and it really gives it a kind of weird, plasticky unrealness. Uh, and it's all day-glow colors. Like, it's really brightly lit. Like, and, it, it you know, Ditko's layouts are always very nice. There's a lot of panels per page. The fight scenes are well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really sharp-looking book. I have always liked the Creeper as a costume. I always think he's one of the most interesting-looking superheroes DC has. Yeah, you know, I think that that's probably the draw for me, is that he looks incredibly weird, and at times, you know, as the Creeper, he comes off as kind of being a little bit, you know, borderline insane or a little bit bizarre. And so that's kind of the draw for me. He's kind of like... Um, a crazy Spider-Man uh, right. in my head. Um, but it's really hard to pull that off. And when you don't pull it off, it's kind of a groan. Um, but I agree with you. The art here is really spectacular. I really like the way Ditko does the panels where he's like transforming from uh, Rider to the Creeper or back. So it's sort of like um, uh, a half sketch without a lot of details, kind mm-hmm. of giving you that feel like, oh, he's, you know, he's, you know, transmuting into this character. Um, so those I think are great. And uh, as you say, the, the fights are always pretty dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do love the opening set in the Gotham Penitentiary, which they said is a sort of like halfway house before Arkham Asylum, uh, which is insane because like these are just regular jail cells and you yeah. see the Scarecrow and Two-Face and you're like, you can't keep these guys in regular jail cells. Like, yeah. You have to do something a little more significant with these guys. And the bars look like wide enough that somebody could slip through. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. These are like these, you know, mass murderers. Maybe uh, security should be a little bit better. <laughs> also, I love the idea that there is a prison play that they that they allow these murderers, these mass murderers, insane people. You know, what are they doing? Like the Christmas pageant? Like, what are you guys like? What You know, what, what's going on here? Um, and it's funny because the Firefly later says, you know, I, be, I began my career as a theatrical lighting technician, uh, but what theater could hope to encompass the boundaries of my genius? And then they let him <laughs> run the lighting at the prison play, which seems like an oversight. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, 
Yeah, and it said, uh, you know, Ryder, Jack Ryder is, is was always presented as a kind of a smart ass kind of guy, and here he's that here. I mean, he's he's having fun with his station owner because he when when the station owner says uh, nothing turns people on like a good old fashioned villain. Our crusade against the creeper will keep the sweating masses glued to their TV sets with the dial set to our channel, which is very J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, and Jack Ryder says, how do you know the creeper's a villain? For all you know, he tried to stop Lin Lin's from escaping. He might be a hero, and the the, the Station manager's like a hero. That's ridiculous, you know. Like, and he's drawn in very cartoony um, style. I mean, he's he's got this giant bow tie. Like, it's 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 oddly like it's right. Not that any of Ditko's stuff was terribly realistic, but it's it's Ditko sort of pushing the cartooniness of his style. Yeah, that that guy looks like a clown. And uh, when you read the original um, Creeper series. He's portrayed as kind of all of the stuff that I don't think Ditko liked from his objectivism point of view. Right, right. He's going to push all of this, like, liberal agenda and, you know, the very, you know, the visual of a policeman is so scary for people we have to tone that down. So I think that's also Ditko saying, if you espouse what this guy espouses, you're you're a clown like this guy. The bow tie is ridiculous. (laughs) It's this oversized bozo-looking thing, right? And he's got these weird purple and black pinstripe pants which don't match. It's... He just gives off, um, you know, he just looks, as you say, like a clown. Yeah. Now, at the end of the story, Creeper kills the guy. Keeper Creeper kills Firefly with nary a thought. Like, you've read a bunch of Creeper stories. I don't remember. Does he kill people regularly? I don't seem to remember that. Yeah, he kind of is sort of that um, uh, Mr. A question kind of uh, Ditko person that – will just as easily, you know, walk away from somebody who skirts the wrong side of the law and let them die. Um, so this is kind of uh, intact with that original series. Um, so I wasn't too surprised to see that. Um, but what interests me is that he gets taken out so easily earlier in the story. It's hardly a showcase for the character yeah. when, um, when he gets taken out by a simple laser device early on. Um, and gets pushed off a skyscraper. He falls like 160 floors yeah. uh, to this sickening thud and then somehow survives. So I think that, you know, what his power level is is also um, kind of a, a moving target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really unsure of the, what his powers are exactly. I never, yeah. I never have been clear as to what exactly he can do or what he can't do. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's got this, uh, you know, he's uh, injected with a, basically a super soldier serum, so... Uh, I kind of put him in that Captain America level of agility and power. Um, so when he survives that fall, um, I think that's too much. <laughs> and is that when the guys, the uh, he gets imprisoned after the second time, uh, the second time he falls, the police bring him in and they, they handcuff him. And he's like, where? He wakes up and he says, where am I? And the guard says, you're in the detention ward at General Hospital, Mr. Creeper. When you when you fully recovered, you'll be transferred to jail to await trial for your real crimes. Frankly, it's a miracle of science that you're still with us, if you don't mind. Uh, when you're well enough, I'd be grateful if you let me do some tests on you. And the creeper just says, uh, yeah, sure, Doc. And then, that, of course, they leave him in the cell all by himself. And a minute later, he just snaps the cuffs with very little effort. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of silly. <laughs> My favorite moment, though, in the entire book is the next to last page when he get he finds the firefly at his where and his uh, his hideout up in the the lighthouse and the firefly uh says uh, that'll give you just enough time to tell me how you managed to locate my secret headquarters 
And then Creeper says, you've told me yourself, Linz, when you gloated about your plans to click light duty from a lighter ridge. And then there's a panel with more words in it than a Steve, <laughs> St- Steve Steed story. Uh, he says, lighter ridge is the practice of using flat bottom barges to unload vessels in a harbor. That implied you were planning a sea robbery, maybe in a luxury liner Verania that's due in. But the real tip off was when you used the term light duty, meaning the fees paid for ships by the maintenance of... And uh, the Firefly finishes that a lighthouse blast you creeper I'll and then he gets knocked over by the creeper I'd like that is a piece of research you know that Michael Fleischer did and he's like I got to get this in I- I'm getting this into the story yeah it's um, it reminds me of as a kid reading these books and they would try to make it. Uh, seem educational right so you know when when gold of the metal men would say things like gold is naturally ductile that means it can be drawn into a wire right or um, a character would say uh, i see your ophidian friend has a voluminous cloak and it'd be like oh i have to look up what ophidian means so, uh, so there just seemed to be that sort of flavor to it like oh let me throw some fact in so that a kid can you know uh, rationalize his love of comic books by saying he knows what lighterage is yeah i love that lighterage that it's I, I never knew what it was so i guess i'm one of those kids i've learned something new about the <laughs> this stuff uh there is an editorial page um the story behind the story it's not credited but the editor for this book was joe orlando so maybe we can assume that it was written by him or maybe if not him by e nelson bridwell and they give a but they give a little bit of the the history of the creeper and they talk about that he is currently appearing in other magazines he would end up uh, guest starring in the joker series uh literally the same month and he was in detective detective comics before this and so the, they they flat out say we're we're testing to see whether he can be a solo star again and it must have worked on some level because he ended up being in world's finest briefly had his own series now i mean Ed, you've said you really like this character do you feel like he works as a solo guy or do you think he's more of the flavor i think he's more the flavor i think it's just hard to pull off um you really have to embrace him being crazy uh, which makes it tough, I think, to pull off uh, month by month. And when he's not crazy and he's, you know, straight-laced Jack Ryder who pretends to be crazy, then, you know, that always comes off as a little bit clunky when he's like, I'm just going to laugh at whatever it is that I say. Sometimes he's crazy. Sometimes he says these really weird philosophical statements like, you know, the demons from hell will come and get you for your injustice or something like that. And you go, boy, it's hard to be crazy and say something so poetic. So I think think that he has to be, like, used um, occasionally and to the highest effect or as a team member where every so often he gets a couple of panels of his own. And I say that as a Creeper fan because I know there aren't many of us out there. Right. (laughs) Uh, Now, I mean, this I I don't know when we're we're ever else going to mention, really, the Creeper this long form on the show. So let's – we can get into the same other stuff too. Of course, he appeared in Batman the Animated Series. And he was in Justice League Unlimited too, correct? Is am I rec- am I right about that? Yeah, I think in the background. Okay, so you never got a full one. He was. I remember his appearance in 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 BTAS, which I thought was really fun. And they even gave him his own action figure for Pete's sakes. Yeah, you know, I saw that action figure recently for something like twenty five dollars. I was like, boy, it's uh, uh, I can't drop that much. But that episode of Batman, right? He's trying to become Harley Quinn's love interest. And, uh, <laughs> I forgot like, about that. Such he's a chasing her down. Perfect story. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm crazy. You're crazy, and she rebuffs him, which is kind of funny because, of course, she loves the Joker, who's crazy, right? right. And that episode really plays up the insanity of him, uh, which I thought worked very well um as a contrast like you can compare and contrast him and the joker and the interest in harley 
Yeah. I, I remember getting getting that action figure and thinking, I love the fact that uh, Kenner made the effort to make that giant floofy thing. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, uh, I, as everybody knows in the world of action figures, you you you, you reuse molds. And you do your best to kind of like reduce the cost, and that's why there's 19 million Batman figures. But the Creeper, you're literally going to use that mold one time. That's that. There's no other character you're going to use the Creeper mold for. Yeah, I'm jealous that you have it. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a neat figure. That was back when I was collecting those things, and I was like, I gotta get a Creeper for when am I going to have a Creeper figure? Little did I know that the JLU line would go insane, and there would be every conceivable character known to man put in plastic form. But yeah, I I, I sort of feel the same way about the Creeper. I, I think he's he's a good flavor, and I like the story a lot. But yeah, I couldn't see you know issue after issue of this. You know, you would just kind of get like, all right, this is this is get a little strange. Yeah, when you look at first issue special, right? This is not the Doctor Fate issue. This no. is not the Lady Cop issue. I would say <laughs> well, this isn't even is. the right. This isn't even the Atlas issue, right? This, is, <laughs> this kind of um, reads like a straightforward story, and I don't think that you market the Creeper as here's a straightforward story. So I'm not surprised this didn't go anywhere. Yeah, obviously sales were you know medi- mediocre. Like I said, he did get a series in in World's Finest, but that didn't last all that long. And then that's pretty much been it for him. He really hasn't been a solo star in, in, in too many other things. He made some appearances in Justice League International, which I'm sure Shag will get to over on his JLI Bob Wahaha podcast. You should you should guest on those. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture that right now. You should be on those episodes. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll always talk about this character. They've tried to bring him back. He was part of the Outsiders when Dan Didio was writing it, and that kind of didn't work. Niles probably did that um, introduction because he tried to do it. Um, he had uh, uh, his own miniseries with the Creeper, uh, which I don't think sold too well. Um, I will. In fa- yeah, in fact, one of the things that I like the most is there is a Vertigo miniseries called Beware the Creeper with art by Cliff Chang. Uh, which there is? is? Done- yeah. It's I have done- no memory of that at all. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it- it's a female Creeper set in like the 1920s uh, Paris. Uh, and oh. really plays upon the art scene there. Okay. And actually, you'd, you'd probably like it because it has sort of a Hitchcockian huh. um, mur- murder mystery around it, which I, I bet that you would appreciate. It's pretty little known. I did think that I do think they collected it as a trade, um, but even just for the Cliff Chang art, um, that's worth seeing. But that's not Jack Ryder. That's a female creeper in the 20s. Wow, I have no, like, I mean, you know, I like to think I'm aware of these things, even if I haven't read them. I literally have no memory of that at all, even hearing about that. I That does sound interesting. That really yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, it was done in 2003. It was written by, I'm looking it up right now, Jason Hall. It had some really dynamic-looking bright covers. Um, it, it probably is worth checking out if you can find it. Very cool. All right, I'll have to look it up and see if it's on in stock trades, and I'll have to recommend it the next time. That sounds really cool. I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, I think, do we have anything else we want to say about this issue, or I think we've covered it uh, well enough? Yeah, well, I think that we co- we've covered this. You know, I keep waiting for that, like, uh, fantastic creeper story that will launch his career in the mid. You know, I think he might get his own movie at this point. At the, the rate they're going, who knows, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for first issue special number seven, The Creeper. Yet another issue of this series knocked off on the Fire and Water podcast effort to catalog every single issue of this wonderful series. Uh, Ange, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this. This was a lot of fun. 
Uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, I feel like I have to represent the Creeper, so I'm glad to do it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a noble task you've taken on for yourself. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I run a Supergirl blog called Comics Box Commentary. That's probably where you can find most of my work. Uh, I also am part of the Legion of Superbloggers, where I covered the five years later run, and currently I'm doing the three-boot era by Mark Wade. Um, and for social media, I'm probably uh, most visible on Twitter as Dr. Age 70 Very cool. Thank you. Uh, as always, of course, for us, you can follow the show over at fireandwaterpodcast.com. That's our site, our network site, featuring all of our awesome shows. You can leave us a comment on the contact page, or you can send us an email at firewaterpodcast at comcast.net. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, we have, uh, which is uh, FW Podcasts. That's our address. And we're on Facebook as well. And if you think of it, leave us a review on iTunes for the show. We would really appreciate it now that we uh, all split up all the shows into their own feeds. We all need new iTunes reviews, and we're always in the, in the market for some of those. So, again, Ange, thank you so much for coming on. I, 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 I'm just, I'm, I will feel like I have achieved something worthwhile when I have done all 13 episodes uh, on First Issue Special. Yeah, um, if you're looking for somebody for that Atlas issue, you can, uh, you can fire me up. It's a date. There we go. Perfect. So, everybody, thanks so much for listening. And uh, until the next time, fan the flame and ride the wave. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. They stand for truth and justice in sea, on land, in air. Aquaman and Firestorm, they make a super pair. Aquaman and Firestorm, super friends forever. Yeah. <gasps> Baby. I'm one of a kind, toots. <laughs> what do you want? The inside story on the Joker. Also your phone number. Ow.